Hello and welcome back to the Euro Trips Across the Pod podcast. Now we are here for another one of our season preview episodes. And with me this week, I've got with me for the Cleveland Browns season preview, I've got with me Cleveland Browns fan, Paul Brown. How are you? Andy, how are you, pal? Super excited that you're going to Cleveland this year. So uh, um, disappointed you're not going to a Browns game. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I booked my travel today. Um, I would love to have gone to the you know the first energy stadium and all that, but it just didn't quite fit in with my plans. And I, you know, it was torn between that and Pittsburgh. And I got a family friend who lives in Pittsburgh. Shout out to Harry if he's listening. Um, I figured, you know what, I've got to go and see him and I've got to go and watch a game there. So, um, unfortunately, Cleveland isn't on the list. Same as Buffalo, that's not on the list either. But in the future, I think when we next play Cleveland, uh, maybe in Cleveland, I might make the trip then and go to a game there. But I think for this year, it's, it's looking unlikely. Unless something happens, something changes last minute. Um, I might go for a stadium tour. I might do that still. But, um, yeah, sadly, no game. Um, so, as you're new coming to the podcast, I would know the answer because I spoke to you before. But for the benefit of our listeners who haven't spoken to you before or heard from you before, what made you a Cleveland Browns fan? Yeah, quite simply the name. Um, probably six, seven years ago, they were doing a fancy team, NFL, in my office. And they were a player short. And they said, you win the fancy soccer league every year. Why don't you try playing it? And I'm like, do you know what? I actually wouldn't mind learning a little bit about American football. So that night I went home, learned all the positions without being rude. I never knew that a quarterback could either throw it or give it to a running back. That's how little I knew. I obviously watched trans world sport, but I didn't really know what was going on. So I learned every position on YouTube, um, learned dime, nickel, got really into it uh, and went with the Browns. I've been wearing the Browns gear for 20 years, not knowing if it was baseball, basketball, American football, hockey or whatever so I've always been wearing Brown's gear um didn't want to wear Raiders wanted to be a bit different my name's Paul Brown so Brown's yeah so that's where it all came from and from seven years ago I then started really falling in love with American football I think for the last seven years I've watched every single game live uh, stayed up during the nights and um yeah try and get to five to ten games every season across the pond yeah, and how have you found that in terms of the travel over to America? And obviously, compare that to the likes of the NFL games in the UK. How would you compare the two experiences, watching it in London and watching it in the States? Yeah, so worlds apart, I think. Or maybe not worlds apart. They both have uh, four quarters. But no, um, the tailgating is totally different in America. NFL UK fans don't get enough credit because of their knowledge. I'll walk into a bar and I will know, I'll be able to keep my own with a lot of Americans that know about American football, especially the Cleveland Browns. Not so much about the other teams. Um, there's a lot of Browns fans in Cleveland. If I said to you, name the 53-man roster, they could probably name 10 to 20 players. They can't name the depth like myself can. So, yeah. Um, and the other thing is, if you look at baseball, there's 160 games per year. Basketball, there's 80-odd. American football, there's 17 plus 3, 20. If you live in Cleveland, there's not a lot going on, except for your sports. 
and there's a lot of opportunity to watch sports, high-level sports. So there's always spare tickets versus maybe if you go to a soccer match here in the UK, it's tough to get a ticket. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, as a local fan, I mean, we've... We pay every year membership and every year it's like it's like getting a ticket for Glastonbury. It really is. It's just incredibly hard to get tickets and we have to go down the route of resale sites, which is 30 quid more expensive. But that's the way it's gone these days in, in our version of football because I get why, because they are trying to make it more so the diehard fans do go and they're trying to make it more less so much tourist fans, especially for mine and your team, for example, Chelsea. But um, BLC... It is tough, so trying to get to Anfield is a massive pain, but thankfully we can do go down the resale side, but not everyone can do that, unfortunately. But I do like the fact that in America, I mean, I was told, you know, for years and years, Lambeau Field, possibly hard to get tickets for, but I managed to find them online for about 150 quid. I mean, that is a lot of money, but it's not that much more expensive than most NFL tickets. So I think it is definitely easier to get tickets for NFL games than, than, than rugby games, football games, even tennis games. I went to Wimbledon recently. That was impossible trying to get centre court tickets. So, um, yeah, it is definitely easier. Um, but I think it's even looking at the NFL UK scene, it is getting harder each year trying to get tickets for London games. When I first did it, it was, I got it a week before, easy, job done. But trying to do it last year, for example, was, was a massive pain. Ticketmaster didn't work well at all. And I think, I do feel that's the way it's going in the UK scene is that it's getting that popular that it's going to be really hard to get tickets in the next in five years' time, for example. Yeah, and uh, I think the other thing to think about is, um, you know, you paid £150 for Lambo. I think on Christmas Day, I got a ticket for 50 bucks. You know, like, um, you know, my view of American football is, I said before the show, I, I travel very spontaneous. I buy my flights. And then I don't buy hotels. I literally just get somewhere and work out what's going on there and then. And I've never been burnt. I've probably been to 30 live games in the States now. So maybe more actually. But yeah, so I always buy, I always get tickets on the day. And you can be at a tailgate and someone's got, I've got a spare ticket. How much you want for it? I'll just get us a beer. You know, that, that's kind of what I try and go for. So uh, yeah, that's my top tip anyway. Yeah, anyone listening who does want to travel on America or go to a game in America, um, do that way. But I mean, I obviously, I do realise that maybe it's some people, like myself, for example, don't want to go there and not have a ticket. So I think that the panicker that I am, I, I didn't want to travel that way and, and you know, go, get a ticket last minute. But I can see why if you go there regularly, like yourself, you probably so used to, you know, and you've got plenty of contacts probably in Cleveland now, so you probably can get tickets fairly easily. Yeah, and like, yeah, Obviously, Cleveland's easier, but like even when you go to away games, um, you can always get tickets on the day, I believe. But um, yeah, I don't want anyone traveling from the UK and go over to uh, uh, America and not have a ticket. But um, I'm very confident or with third-party sites this day and age, you can get a ticket for any game. I, I looked at the Super Bowl this year, two not huge uh, follow teams, and you could buy a Super Bowl ticket on the day for $3,000. Um, so anyway, but anyway, we're not, we're not a ticket agency podcast. We're a <laughs> NFL UK Cleveland Browns podcast. So, uh, yeah. So I'm going to go into now, I'm going to go into the Browns off season. So ins and outs, I mean, players have come in, the likes of Jakeem Grant, Jacoby Bissett, Amari Cooper, and of course the big one, Deshaun Watson. 
big outs, including Jarvis Landry, um, Austin Hooper, JT Tretter, and now, of course, Baker Mayfield. Um, in the draft, no real major draft picks, no real picks to the third round because of the Sean Watson trade. And then also you re-signed players like Jadavian Clowney, Ernest Johnson and Anthony Walker. What have your thoughts been, Paul, on the uh, off-season so far? Yeah, I think the first thing I'll say is, um, for the record, I wanted Baker to stay for his, um, uh, for his last year. I thought that was the best option. Um, I fully understand what the Browns have done with Deshaun Watson. They've gone all in on a better quarterback, a more of a elite quarterback. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I think, I really think that the uh, Browns are in a win now position and they're, and they've gone all in this thought, the stuff behind the, the suspension, I think it could come and bite us on the ass. We may get lucky. So let's see what happens. But, um, uh, I'm not too fond of the trade. However, I'll back the Browns and uh, let's see. We could win a Super Bowl. Who knows? I love the optimism. I love the optimism. Um, in terms of the, going back to Sean Watson, um, how many games, if any, do you see him playing this season? Uh, my take is six games. I see six, uh, six games being played. Um, or oh, sorry, suspended for six. Right, okay, yeah. I think we're going to get him back for ten. My biggest two concerns at the moment, we're playing Baker Mayfield week one and he's going to have a huge chip on his shoulder uh, and he's tough to play when he's got a chip on his shoulder. And then the second thing is Deshaun Watson hasn't really gelled with our players. Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a season where we're just going to go out and win loads, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think this season, I think there's a reason why the Browns only paid... Sean Watson was it a million dollars this year, also something like that. They offered him very little in the first year, and I think that's their way of thinking: either he's not playing the whole year, or they can see it being a transition year. Where first of all, he's not even played the whole of last year, so he's got a year where he hasn't played. There's probably a bit of rust involved, there, especially with all the off uncertainty uh, going on whether he'll play or not. Can't help his preparation for the season if he doesn't know, or the team doesn't know, the players around him don't know whether he's going to be there next year. So I think it's going to be interesting. I personally think. He will miss the whole of the year. I think that they they waited a long time yet, but I think he will personally. I can see it being the whole year personally. If um, Calvin Ridley can get spending for a year for you know for betting on games, I don't think he's even involved in. Uh, um, I think Deshaun Watson could be set for a bigger one, um, but we'll wait and see on that because I think if he does play, I think personally Deshaun Watson for me, when when he's fully healthy, when he's um, obviously playing. I think he's top five quarterback easy. I think he can do everything you want from a quarterback. He can run, he can throw the ball. He's, we, we all saw in when Jags played the Texans in London 2019, everyone saw in the UK fan base anyway, how good he is live. And I think everyone knows from what he's done, even in the year they went four and four and 12, whatever it was in 2020, he had the most passing yards and he got sacked, I think the most times or the second or third most times. That proves how good he can be. They can still make those plays, even though, with a bad O-line, so give him a good O-line. Brilliant. Um, now, the final part of the podcast we like to do with every guest is go through every game of the season and ask our fan win, loss or tie. So I'm going to go through week one to week 18 and Paul's going to give us his predictions for each week. So week one, you mentioned it before, the Baker Mayfield revenge game on the road against the Carolina Panthers, a game you're going to. 
How do you see it going? It's a big W. W, okay. Do you think that, since Baker Mayfield, do you think he'll play well on his first game? Do you think he will... You, you, yeah, you like, like I said that? earlier, I'm, uh, I'm scared about Baker Mayfield's chip on the, on the, on the shoulder. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so I'm a little bit worried about it, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, I think it could be a massive performance. I think he's someone that just loves, a bit like Zlatan and going back to football, I think he's someone that just loves loves the limelight and loves the attention. So I think he will he will certainly be up for, you know, for doing that. And I think he'll be um, certainly fired up in week one. Um, going over to week two, um, back your first game at home, uh, it's against New York Jets. How do you see it going? For the record, I'll also be there. Um, I see that a win as well for the Browns. Fantastic. And then the final lot of games you're going to, uh, at home to the Pittsburgh Steelers, your big rivals. Win? I think that's a W as well. Let's hope Stuart isn't listening to that. Um, Don't worry about, Don't worry about him. <laughs> uh, week four, back on the road, this time against the Atlanta Falcons. Win again. Win again. So 4 0 start. That's a, it's a good start to the season. Um, week five, back at home against the Los Angeles Chargers. Loss. Okay. First loss of the year. Justin Herbert doing a business in Cleveland. Um, week six, at home against the New England Patriots. Loss. Loss. Okay. Week seven. On the road against another AFC North rival in the Baltimore Ravens. Loss. So 4 0 start, now 4 3. It's a decline in form from their good start, according to the record. So it's um, interesting. Um, week 8, home against the Cincinnati Bengals. It's a win. Win, okay. And then week 9's a bite. Uh, week 10, um, on the road against the Miami Dolphins. It's a win. Hey, hopefully not. Um, week 11, another AFC East team on the road to the Buffalo Bills. It's a loss. Yeah, I, th- I think they're going to win the whole thing, personally. Uh, week 12... They were my team last year for the Super Bowl, but yeah. They were your team last year, were they? Yeah. Ooh, I th- I... At the start of the season, yeah. Yeah, I think they were... I think, for me, mine was the Chiefs, but I think a lot of people were certainly on the Bills hype train. But I think now, with the Chiefs losing Tyreek Hill... I think they're definitely primed to go all the way again, and I think it'll take a lot for them to, to be stopped, I think. Um, week 12 doesn't get any easier in Week 12. You're at home to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's a loss. Right, here's the interesting one. 13, mentioned Shaw Watson. He's on the road against his former team, the Houston Texans. It's a win. Yeah, I think so. How do you think his reception will be when he comes there? When, if, if, he, if he does play, that is. How do you think the fans will take him? Obviously, with all the way his time and the uh, franchise ended, zero love. Yeah, I think for many reasons, not just football reasons, but other reasons, I think he'll get probably get booed quite a lot in that game. If I'm honest, um, week fourteen on the road against the current AFC champions in the Cincinnati Bengals. It's a win. Win. That's an eight and five record with four games left. Um, so week fifteen. At home to the Baltimore Ravens. It's a win. Win. Uh, week 16, at home to the New Orleans Saints. It's a win. Okay, now it's double-digit wins for the season. Um, penultimate game, uh, week 17, 
on the road against the Washington football team. It's a game I want to go to. Oh, New yeah. Year's Day. I think it's going to be a win. Okay, a win. And that means, finally, week 18, on the road against the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a loss. loss. So that means your, your record is they're going to finish 11-6, and six, which you would think, even with a tough AFC, would get you into the playoffs. So, say that's a fit, obviously, I can't say that being a first-round buy, so you'll probably be in a wild-card round. How far do you see them going once they get into the postseason? Um, honestly, um, with some of my predictions there, I think we'll nick the playoffs. This isn't our year for the playoffs. Like I said, who knows? I could be totally wrong. All in Deshaun Watson. We get a run. We can go to Super Bowl. You know, definitely the cap is higher with Deshaun and the Watson. Um, however, you mentioned earlier about, you know, we didn't draft anyone. I feel like we have strengthened our roster. You know, we brought in defensive tackle. Um, we brought in some wide receivers. Okay, are they elite wide receivers? That's probably the biggest question. We've got a lot of high potential wide receivers. We've lost Landry, lost Odell, and we've now basically got uh, Donovan People Jones, uh, uh, Amari Cooper. Okay, he's world class. But otherwise, um, who else have we got there? The, the guy that hasn't dropped a pass or Bell. Um, yeah, he's your third choice receiver, according to the deck. Yeah, David Bell. He'll be playing in the slot, we think. Um, that just catches everything, not the fastest. Yeah, I've got some high hopes for him. Mm-hmm. So when we go back a year later, Paul Brown quoted, Paul's got high hopes for uh, David Bell. So... Um, yeah, um, let's let let us see. Enjoku as our number one tight end is risky. Um, I think we need to bring in a third tight end. Um, we've got Harrison, a third round pick, as our second tight end. But yeah, I think we're uh, definitely a, a tight end, uh, th- three down. So yeah, our receiving parts I'm a little bit worried about. Obviously. The Sean Watson to Cooper, you know, is a great combo to have, but it's the depth that I'm worried about. Our O-line, we've got some first-round picks on our O-line. Um, but, I don't know. We don't really have a great swing tackle. We've seen injuries, blah, blah, blah. We've, I felt like we protected Baker and we haven't really gone super crazy on building the O-line for debt for the future. Um, there's some big names, obviously, Joel Petonio, pro bowler. Um, Jack Coughlin, who's been out injured, pro bowler. And then, obviously, a first-round pick on the other side, uh, Jarek Wills. Uh, and we've probably Hubbard as our ex-Steelers as our um, swing tackle. But yeah, I am a little bit worried about. So I'm a little bit worried about the offense, especially with Deshaun Watson with a potential suspension. The running backs, you know, I think we potentially have got the best tandem in the NFL. Unless you can tell me anything different. No, I'd agree, I'd agree completely. 
yeah, Chubb and Hunt. So, and we've got the Ernest Johnson as a third, and we've got uh, we've got another great running back that we drafted. So, running back room's fine. Defense will be really interesting. Our D line was weak. We had Miles Garrett, and that was it. But we brought in a couple of defensive tackles. We've got Clowney. So the starting four are quite solid. Uh, and then behind that, once again, we've got a lot of depth question marks. Uh, Lineback room, I feel quite good about it. Uh, we've got Joke, who was basically a first-round pick from last year, uh, who, who dropped to the second round. And um, yeah, we've, got, we've got a handful of you know third and fourth-round talent there that seems to be doing well. And in the cornerback room, Denzel Ward. Um, who else we got the back there? We've got you got Frank Elpit, you got John Johnson, people like that. Yeah, so yeah, so I'm feeling good back there, and yeah, just just hope it all gels really. And the one thing that we're not really speaking a lot about on the special team, we've gone out and got ourselves a elite kicker. Um, Cade York, so LSU kicker. Let's see what he does. And um, we've got, we've actually got a proper um, return guy. Mm. So we've never had that since Cribs. So that'd be quite interesting. Yeah, I can speak from experience that Jakeem Grant was brilliant for us as a as a, as a, a return specialist. So I think to get him in is good. And also going back to Mario Cooper to get him for just a fifth round pick. Amazing piece of business, really. It's um, considering the amount of big moves we've seen as wide receivers and how much they've gone for in terms of trade picks to get him just for a fifth round pick. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, you say that we only got a fifth round for Baker Mayfield, so it all swings around about. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that is true. Um, so before we do go, I'm going to give you a chance, Paul, just to plug your own social media. So, how can people find you on Twitter, Instagram, the works? Yeah, Paul Brand underscore UK. Uh, as always, if you're traveling out to the US for your first time, second time, want to know your best restaurants in Cleveland or just anything, just uh, I, I have an open DM policy and I reply to every single message I get. So um, any questions uh, about anything, please do let us know. And also do check out his YouTube because it has got some vlogs from a few years ago where he's been to different games involving the Browns. So any Browns fans listening who've not yet been to a Browns game, Go on his YouTube channel and you can find plenty of vlogs from games he's been to, both in Cleveland, but also outside of Cleveland as well. But that has been the end of our podcast um, for this Cleveland Browns season preview. So thank you, Paul, for coming on. Andy, before we go, what do you think about the Browns as a neutral? I, I think if the Sean Watson plays, I think he'll be right up there as one of the contenders. Um, probably just maybe a wild card spot. Probably not going all the way because of that depth at wide receiver. But I do fear that for you guys, if he does get a year suspension or even just, say, 10 weeks suspension, I do fear that it'll be sort of a, a season to forget about, just maybe a year where you get to six wins, seven wins. Because I watched Brissett last year play for us in a handful of games and he was terrible, if I'm honest. And if you've got him or um, Joshua Dobbs to as your quarterback, I think unless you get someone in like Jimmy Garoppolo as like a temporary fix, I think if you're sticking with Brissett all year, I could see it being 6-5 wins, especially in that division where you've got the Browns and the Ravens or even the Steelers in your division who are two or three very solid teams. So, But I think if Sean Watson does play, I think he'll make the playoffs. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Um, 
I wish we had Baker, but that's history now. And um, yeah, we, we're all in. So I'm not a gambling guy and our front office has gambled first round picks on Deshaun Watson. Let's not forget that. So um, let's go. Let's go. Let's see what happens. Yeah, and fingers crossed for you guys that you make it in. So thank you, Paul, and we'll see you for our next preview. Awesome. And let us know, um, let us know when um, you go to Cleveland and I'll give you some recommendations and uh, get some people to look after you. Oh, thank you, mate. That, that means a lot. I look forward to it. Take care, buddy. Take care, mate. All the best.